Welcome to Martinis Up, a podcast for PAs by the PAs. So this is going to be a weekly, bi-weekly, depending on when we have time, podcast where production assistants like myself and other production assistants like my guests come on and we talk about the highs and lows of the industry, what it's like to be at the bottom of the totem pole, and we're going to talk about what it's like working in New York City, which is notoriously one of the most difficult climates to work in the film industry in. Each week we're going to be reviewing movies and TV shows, we're going to be playing games, and we're overall going to just be providing information into a field that I think a lot of people think they know what they're talking about, but they actually have no clue what the fuck is going on. So. This is Martini's Up. Stick around. This week you mopping floors. Next week is the fries. So welcome back to Martini's Up podcast, everybody. We're here, we're shooting this shit. I know that when you have an informative podcast, people want to know what qualifies you to talk the shit that you're talking. So I figured I would give you a rundown. I really think you should just take my word for it because I don't know why I would set up an entire podcast-like setup just to talk about something that I have no clue. Um, But, you know, for the folks out there, the skeptics, I am Alexis. I'm a production assistant. I've been doing this for about four years. Um, I went to college for film and television video production so from a studio standpoint I feel like I've done all of the roles in film from writing to producing to recording audio to editing to being the camera operator I've done all the jobs on a student studio set so I feel like I should be able to be a good judge for the production assistants out there on what our job is and I think I would be a really good guide to that you name it I've done it Uh, Post-college, I've worked as a production assistant now for about four years on all types of projects from over-the-top shows like Pose to talk shows like Z-Way to ensemble cast on Gossip Girl to action-packed specials like Ray Donovan to sketch comedy on SNL. With all that, I think I can really provide the proper tools it takes to have the confidence in what you need to say and have these guests come on and feel like, you know, that girl, she knows her shit. So I'd like to introduce our first guest for today's episode. He's very new to the industry and moderately excited about starting his career from the very, very bottom. (laughs) Here's my friend, Taylor. Welcome to the show, Taylor. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I've wanted to be on this show um, for 30 minutes now since you told me about it. And I I love it. I love being a PA. You got me into it. So it's like, it's perfect. It's full circle. I'm so excited to talk about my experience. I'm happy to have you here, honestly. I'm not going to lie. You weren't my first initial thought as a guest. Very clear. But I'm happy that you're here because, you know, it overall makes sense. I, as most people didn't know, but now they do know, I'm like your fairy godmother when it comes to this. So I like to say, like, I've been watching you since you was the little mice. And now, like, you got the pumpkin. You're building pumpkin. It's a lot of Disney different animation references. I think you're Geppetto. I think I'm Pinocchio. I am the real boy and you are just pulling strings in the back with like a very smooth hand. Yes, I would like to say that less sexual for Mm -hmm. sure, Mm -hmm. for sure. 
Um, so yeah, for everybody on the pod and including us for the last five minutes, everybody knows I gave Taylor his start in this industry only a few short months ago. But now he's working all over the place. He's big time. I can't even get him on the phone. So, you know, things have changed. But since you, you're going to be in the newbie in the room, I'll let you do the honors of explaining to our audience, what do you think a production assistant is? That is the question. I understand it's going to be like central to the show. To me, like the PA is the runner. The PA is the person who is on constant standby, is always ready, always has their hand in different pots, has to like know people, know like how to get things, who to like talk to in different ways. And you're just the guy. You're just kind of, I think like a roadie in like a musical sense. You're just the guy who they know like, okay, well, we'll go to tour. We'll go to like Detroit, and this guy's just gonna be able to get us whatever we need paraphernalia, juice, underwear. Like, he's just that's a PA in essence, just someone who's always the person you put in and can just, you know. Are roadies PAs? Roadies are PAs. This is the point of Oh my god, they carry such heavy stuff. I feel like I have to carry the whole band stuff. I guess that is a PA. Everybody's a PA, guys. Everyone's a PA. PAs are foot soldiers, in theory. It's just anyone out there who is just like, you are the one that they're going to turn to and say, can you go get us some juice? You know, I know we're all hanging out, but I need (laughs) you to go on the run. We need beers or juice. Juice. I think that actually really segues perfectly into what I think a production assistant is, Mm -hmm. which is personal assistant. Because Mm -hmm. although we're there Mm -hmm. to assist the production, or even in, I guess, a roadie's case, be there to assist the band on the road, we turn into an, uh, a personal assistant for almost everybody included. So to pr- paint the picture for you guys, sets often, I mean, they go from indie sets, which are smaller sets, to like bigger bigger sets with like, uh, you know, these are your multi-million dollar TV shows and movies and stuff like that. And those can range from like a 100 people crew to probably about 500 people or more crew. So you're either dealing with a little bit of people or a lot of people, no matter what, every single person on that crew is gonna think that you are, you have all the answers. And not only do you have all the answers, you, you will do all the things that they need you to do. Like you better not bat an eyelash to that. So a production assistant, in my opinion, would be personal assistant because no one really cares what our actual job is. They just care that we can assist them. I fully agree. The number of times in a day I'm asked about, like, how's the scene in there going or, like, are they almost done? Like, I, you clearly see that I am not the person next to the person making those decisions. Clap if you've ever wanted to kill somebody. But again, it's just it's just in nature to be like, look at this little guy. He's around. He he or she or they or them probably has some answers and we don't, you know, but part of the job is just seeming like, you know, it's just the cool head nod of like, yes. it's getting there. The confidence it's, of like, I don't have any of the answers, but I mean, you want me to have them. So I, I have them. They're I moving through it too. It's like a real like hey, whatever, you know, whatever's comforting for them. Like, yeah, we'll go home soon. That's what I would try to tell everyone <laughs> on the set in some way or another. Like it's getting done. Do you, like, do you have a time in particular? I know you've only been on set for not a long time. You've had enough jobs. Have you had a time where you just, like, somebody really came up to you and asked for something so what you felt out of your job description? Fully out of my job Fully description? Fully out of your, des- your job description, but they're like, you know, yeah, 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 assistance in your title, surely you could, you could do that. 
Not really. I mean, I've been asked where the weed at, and it's never from like the star <laughs> of the show. It's always someone else in the crew very nonchalantly thinks I can hook it up. And they I, expect you to get the weed, or is it just kind of like, you know where the weed you is? You know. They're like, you're from around here. I was like, I'm not. And then they're very nonchalantly like, you know, where the eighth's at? And I'm like, I don't. I'm so out the loop. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in random, random Queens Boulevard. Like, I don't. I don't know anyone here but i'll start asking around i'll figure it out for you but <laughs> other than that uh i don't know that anyone's been too egregious that being said i've only worked like you could count on two hands the number of jobs and yeah most people are just i, I have that look of like he's not gonna know where anything is you know we're not gonna we're not gonna overextend would you him. prefer that would you prefer them to be like he doesn't know where anything is or would you prefer them to think and that's where the double-edged sword is. It's, it's a like, double-edged sword. Do I want to look like, do I want to be that bitch and like everybody knows I have the answers? Because I do. Or do I just want to like not everybody expect that I have everything all the time? Because I'm just human. The more solid answers you give, the more questions. Once you start <laughs> dropping an I don't know, they're like, I'll ease up. That's when they're like, okay. They're like, idiot. Low-key, they're like, he, he, he's here, you know? He showed up, he came to work. I don't know that he knows everyone's name, where everything is, but you okay with me, you know? But if, if you're just confidently just like, I do know where that is. Oh, I, I know, I know, I can do, I can get there. I, I'll run to this person right now. They're just gonna be your bit. You're more utilized, for sure. I've noticed that in different PA shows. So I'm not mad at my newness, you know? It's like a nice little... It's a little cloak of armor for right now. To be I know. Like, I mean, compared to when I come on set, everyone has a million questions mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And they really often have nothing to do with me. I've been asked some really ridiculous things. First thing I'm walking in, like, you know, the bathrooms only have one ply toilet paper. Do you know, is there anything or anyone we can... Can we get somebody on that? Are you the person to get on that? And I'm just like, it is 4.30 in the morning. But you know what? Let me find out. We can get you some Charmin. Also, I'm the toilet paper PA, but I don't have rolls of TP on me. Don't you think I would be super ready at that point? You know what I mean? Like death to all of them. If this is a pressing matter to you before 5 a.m., yes, I must be the person. I must be the the poop fairy in that sense. But yeah, again, there are that's people just... who have those jobs too. Yes, there are people who have those jobs, and then for some reason. This is where like the politics of like being a PA really come in because like we said before, there's different types of PAs. So we're the PAs on one side, but there's PAs on another side that could be helping that, mm -hmm. you know, there is a toilet paper PA. I mean, I'm sure, shout out to the unit PAs. Y'all are not toilet paper PAs, but I mean, come on, you guys do have the toilet paper. So it's just, it's, I'm always in shock of like who they decide to ask, who's worthy of certain questions versus who's not. And we can get into that further as we get deeper into the series, but you're gonna find out that, you know, people either trust you or they really don't. And I think as a production assistant, you just kinda have to figure out how much responsibility you wanna have based on what job you wanna do five years from then, right? Truly, honestly, like, I, I feel like it's a wonderful, you know, um, I think you were describing it, like, being undeclared in college kind of feeling where, like, you come in and you take on as much responsibility and you learn whatever roles you will uh, be able to absorb and want to absorb in your downtime. And there's always downtime. That's nice. You can always find, you know, you work enough shows, you'll find the nice person 
who's doing the thing you want to do and you can kind of pick their brain which is really nice yeah my college professor once described being a production assistant as <laughs> as like freshman year or like you know you have that one time to like talk and mingle and find out what's your major and you know you better catch it then because if you don't you're just gonna before you know it not know you're gonna be undeclared and you're gonna spend two extra years and thousands and thousands of more dollars but in this case you're just gonna waste like six years of your life making minimum wage and being asked for toilet paper at four in the morning I'm still here. anyways I know you've only been doing it for a short time, Taylor, but do you have like, do you have any moments so far that you like, I did that? Because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy. You might as well be wearing latex. Very prideful moment, you know? Something where you're just like, yeah, like, I could do this. Like, I could do this whole thing by myself. No. Um, <laughs> frankly, I, you know, there's tons of like little moments of like, that went well, that's great. I'm a pretty like socially awkward person. So it really does come down more to like interactions. Like if I'm talking to someone who's really high up and like I got a joke out um, and they smiled or like I was very knowledgeable in a time, I helped them find something they were looking for or someone they were looking for, that is like great. Like, oh yes, I, I love to be useful. You know, it's like, it's what you come to work to do um, in many situations. But specifically moments of I did that, I made one of the, um, the star and showrunner of one of the shows I'm on, who is a very cool comedian, you know, someone who is funny. I made them laugh at the rap party um, outside. I was smoking that cig. They were like going in and out of a car. And I don't really remember the setup in the punchline. Drinks were served, but it was great <laughs> to get that little like nod. I was like, that's actually. So the thing that has nothing to do with your job. I'm feeling my oath. Let me feel my own. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Not once have I gotten someone the Sunny D that they needed the moment they needed it. And I was just like, this is amazing. You know, and that's great. I love being useful. I love being a gear in this incredibly, you know, complex and profitable machine. But like, no, all of the joy is like right on the margins of like, I was just about to get off. And then I talked to someone really cool for like five minutes and we got paid those five minutes. But just talking to someone else who's also passionate about production and film and TV shows. So what yeah. What about no. shame? So if you've never felt like prideful for doing your job, have you felt pure shame? Oh. Or somebody's just like, God, who brought that guy? 2000%. That again comes with like a social That comes more than being prideful. 100%. 100% flip side of that. I'm I'm definitely constantly just Can you just gear that up for the people like being a production assistant more high, more lows and highs, more more shameful moments than I'm sure, prideful moments. I'm sure it speaks to like the individual, you know, if you're just someone who is just kind of I don't want to say clunkily, but like, you know, blissfully ignorant you just walk out of rooms and have no concerns about, I wonder what they're saying about me back there. You're probably just like living life. You're just going to set, you're eating food. It's great. But sets, as I found out, are a little gossipy. So if your shoes aren't coming correct, if you bring the wrong tote bag, if you step, uh, stumble up some stairs, you know, you might, there might be a room full of makeup artists just like kind of cackling when you come back in. It's just, it's part of the game. So not a huge thing. <laughs> Part of the job, who doesn't love a little fun office gossip and, and like whatever, but 
So people no, have got way that more makes moments. you shame. That that brings you that's, shame. That's that's an that's people a, gossiping about you on set. Hundred percent. And at like five a.m. As we keep reiterating, your days are starting so early. And for you, for myself, and you, to be not type A morning people, you know, we're like we'll get there. We're gonna get the job done. I'm a big coffee person, and you're not. But to meet people who are literally full sass at four forty six a.m. and are like. <laughs> Like you really? got out of bed like that. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. I, I just don't understand. I, I, you know, I'm shocked. I'm shocked and enlightened every time that people have that much energy to be that hostile. It's kind of inspiring. How dare you! I don't like the mother. I don't like the father. I don't like any of them. Nope, none of them. And it brings you shame. It ends up bringing you shame. It's like reverse. Like you're like this fucking bitch. You got up and you're you're upset in the morning. You're taking it out. But now I feel like I've done something wrong. I didn't have that toilet paper when you asked for it. What is going on? Like, am I, should I go back? Should I go back to school? Should I rethink what I was doing? Is this the right field for me? It's that, and it is ultimately motivating in a way, you know, like I will make sure I, for whatever reason the next day, like I guess there was two ply. Like I did just go in the bathroom and just like need to use it myself and then check. And I was like, okay, so-and-so will be happy because I won't have to hear it in 10 minutes. So yeah all of those mini moments i wouldn't go so far as called microaggressions but you're just always you know you're meeting tens of dozens of sometimes hundreds of people a day someone's in a bit of a mood and they will let you know they will air it out about just like i can't believe crafty didn't have this thing or that thing so just just you knowing what like to expect what's in the air it makes you more ready as a pa that's my that, that's my opinion that was great i feel like i don't <laughs> i'm getting so jaded like all the pride all the prideful moments and the shame is all mixed into one, so mm. I never know how I feel anymore. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> yep, we're on hour 11 of 17 hours, so let's just hope no one kills each other. And if the, if it's especially hot enough, they might start fighting. It's a possibility. That is a huge possibility. Um, so Taylor, what job so far? Like, hopefully at this point, it's been a few months, you know. What jobs are you feeling like? Dude, tell me what jobs you've done on set. If you can like accurately, briefly explain what that job is and then tell me what jobs you're looking forward to doing. So I hesitate to ever be like, I did that job. I did that. I was like assisting, you know, there's always someone else in the room and I was like, I'm just here. I'm just here to help. But I was very excited and very fortunate to start assisting with like the background team, like making sure these people who are truly just doing their own thing um, outside of this. They're real like, you know, I don't wanna say weekend warriors, but to put an idea, like these are people who are who have lives, who have whole other things going on, and they come in so early, but crack of dawn, and are so like smiling and pleasant and so ready to be just kind of pleasant. in the background of some stuff. Not all of them. For like the most part, strong word. For the most part, um, show you put me on to like a lot of just very cool background. They're very much just like happy to be there, and that that adds a great morale. Um, first team PAing, getting like truly coffee or breakfasts or um, random items for the talent, the, the the higher up on the call sheets, and COVID PAing. Um, still in the pandemic. Don't know if you heard. And uh, <laughs> someone's got to hand out masks. So masks. Someone's got to hand out masks. Setting up testing, coordinating testing, and and testing. Now I I do um, 
get people their results as soon as possible. So, what is it like to be so? Because I'm in health and safety now, too. Spoiler alert. I've been stolen by <laughs> these guys, and we'll get into that a little later in the series why I am taking a short break from regular production assistant work. But we'll talk about it. But now I'm going to treat Taylor like he's the only COVID person in the room, and we're going to get into. I mean, COVID peeing, right? You know, let's talk about the elephant in the room. There is some unsettling animosity between COVID PAs and regular, and for everybody, a regular production assistant in this case is a production assistant that belongs to the assistant director's department. Um, there are many, many different departments on a film set, and that's why there are so many different types of PAs and whatever, whatever. But assistant directors, I like to say we are... We are, we are those guys. We are leather jacket, collars flipped, original black wayfarers. We are those guys. Like we walk around like our shit don't sink because we're literally organizing everything. We have all the answers, some of us, and we act accordingly. She's got a point. She's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. Now come on now. How would you describe a COVID PA now that like? compared to a regular production assistant who is literally like got the show on their back. They're assisting most of the departments and their department, which includes assisting all the departments. It's truly a thing. I'm gonna answer both of those questions. I'm gonna answer the second one first. How does it compare to regular PAing? And then why is there a rub, let's just say, between COVID PAing <laughs> and the new departments? Um, definitely. I still have this, you know, this weird guilt. It's just more comfortable and it's really great, but it is odd because I love, you know, everyone on set. I love the random other PA. I love the other people who are non-union and are just like getting in there and doing this. And, you know, I don't want to say more passionate about the film and the production than other people on set, but those are the people who are very like, I love this person that I'm working for. Even if I'm getting paid whatever well, less than other people, I really... You talking about regular see, PAs? Yeah, regular PAs and COVID PAs in general. Just are way more excited than like the grip who's like jaded and has done 30 shows this year. Anyway, I said to say, um, COVID PAs get a chair and that alone is like- A game changer. It's Truly. a game changer so because- you wanna start a fight on a film set, put a chair put in the a middle chair of the room. Put a chair out. I have truly been sternly spoken to by many older <laughs> Many an older person who's never like rude, but is looking out for me. Like, I just want you to know, like, I see you at that chair. It's not a big deal. Like, enjoy. But like, that was Ronnie's chair and Ronnie's over there and he's fine. But like, he, he's going to want that chair in three hours. So maybe in two and a half hours, get out to like the chair is huge. So to be a COVID PA and to every day have a chair and to be running checkup and to be, you know, focused on the health of the overall crew and not on you know, 700 small missions a day, which are exciting and, and wonderful. Um, it's just different. It's a little bit more relaxed. It's, it, I don't know if I'm saying it's more or less responsibility. I think it's more responsibility in different ways. I think yeah. the other PAs, you have to like really be so present in a different way. You have to obviously be immediately reachable. So as in a regular PA, you have to always be on walkie, have your phone out and, you're never just on iMessage, which is something I would love to 
further vent about. Like, you always have to get Facebook Messenger, a telemark, um, you talk about telegram. You're talking for, like, regular ADs? For just PAing in general. Like, they're just, it's just so much Bullshit. of, like, being on call when you're just, like, the lowest rung. Okay. Comparatively, as a COVID PA, you just have to always be ready with masks, hand sanitizer, sanitizing wipes, whatever, you know, mask extenders, things that people will need and be pretty close by, but you can kind of just hang out over there. So, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's comfortable. What can I say? It's, it's comfortable. <laughs> Comparatively, um, I think that's part of the rub, obviously, with like a hair and makeup department that's been doing it for really long and those people have been in the business. If they're like, okay, so this new, you know, department just popped up and they're just kind of like over there sitting down, I'm sure they probably feel like, well, what are, what do they add? You don't have any talent. This is a show for talented people, not people that know how to buy shoes. You should not be here. Like, yes, I gotta go over there and get a mask twice a day, but like, couldn't they just have a table with masks? Like, why is there a person over there no to monitor one the masks? No one would wear them, and someone would just steal 200 masks at 9 a.m., and then there would be no more masks. Like, I, I do understand both sides of the argument, but yes, if we just put out a table that said mask and wash your hands, it wouldn't be getting done. You think makeup ladies are looking at you guys for having a seat when they literally have little pop-up bubbles they like unfold and has a whole chair and vanity yes. set inside and they just like, yes. yeah, I'm just gonna sit here. Like I'm, shout out to my makeup assistants. Y'all jobs is y'all jobs. But I'm just saying like, I wish a makeup assistant or a makeup artist, sorry. I wish any makeup, hair makeup person would come up to me, no matter what the title, is before PA, COVID PA, ADPA, whatever, and come up to me talking about like, are you sitting or having a problem with that? Like, girl, you have a weatherproof tent with a chair attached to it that I'm looking at. Like, you made people look beautiful and then now you just get to sit here and make sure they stay beautiful. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, apples and oranges, everybody. Apples and oranges. I feel like the biggest thing about it, and this is just like a, a visual for all of the listeners at home. Like, imagine, you know, there's a job, there's people running around to do things. There's the people who are, I don't want to say busier than others, but the PAs are like typically always on their feet, always running around. If you see three PAs together and like one or two of them are sitting, you're kind of like, that's odd. You know, like maybe they're just like, chilling for two seconds but like they need to get back up and get something but like oh those are God. that's a clump of like people just taking a minute cool don't get me started on a have you ever heard of a pa bomb mm -mm. like assistant directors or somebody will like walk over or key pa it's not even an assistant director the assistant director will snitch or just straight up talk this shit about it on the channel one walkie for everyone to hear and just be like Oh, I guess everybody's having a real great time on hour 17, huh? Just standing around, talking to each other, huh? And then the key PA will just be like, all right, PA bomb. And you just come over and a bunch of PAs scatter. I hate that. I just feel like, why can't we have a water cooler moment? How dare you? We all have the walkie in. Yes, I know the optics are bad, but the optics are bad to who? Bob, the line producer who's making way too much money. Like, this is what you care about, Bob? The show is going along smoothly. You care that I'm standing and having a a chat about my cat being sick and I'm not able to go home because we've been on set forever with my fellow co-worker, who I'm not that close with, but I mean, we've been standing here for hours and hours, so we're going to talk about my cat. We're going to talk. We're going to talk. So it's like... 
I don't, I don't really understand why people have a problem with PAs just sitting. That's super ancient and weird. I feel like that should be equivalent to commenting on a woman's butt at work. Like, don't talk to me about if I'm sitting down at work when everyone else sits down. Cause I'm about to get up and slap the shit out your ass. There's some 57 year old grip with a stomach like a stomach that is giant just laying flat on his back on one of the hot sets like asleep no one's saying anything and they're making 10 times more money than me 20 times more money so i don't know can i just start the position like the yeah i'm on the firm position that we should leave production assistants alone they're allowed to sit everybody leave her alone Pull up the chair, Taylor. I fully agree. I mean, like, you can still be working and sitting. I'm just saying, I think that residual resentment of, like, younger people than me just chilling getting paid right now, that that carries over from a group of PAs that, you know, any other department would be like, oh, well, what are they doing? To now COVID PAs are a pretty well-funded department, and their job at some times is just to sit around. I think those same old heads who were like, what? This wasn't a thing five years ago. What do you do? Are probably just like... Look at them. Look at them over there hitting their vapes, you know, like, I, and I get it. I see on both sides, but baby, you need me. Like, the numbers were high. I had to come <laughs> in and save y'all. So I, I get it, but I don't, you know. Do you want to die? Goes right over my Do head. you want to die? Do you want to allow me to sit and make sure that you're being compliant? And, and talk to you your want? unions. You don't think I came in here and I was like, y'all look like you're not washing your hands enough. The unions decided you, you weren't. <laughs> you you needed, needed to be watched. <laughs> you so we're here to, to watch you. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the beef. Like, I'm more interested in the AD department versus the COVID department beef because, honestly, uh, I've had some rough days on set where it's just like, yeah, those two backgrounds were about to fight. Another two background actors were, like, skipped out and are in another borough right now having lunch. And I, I can't find anybody. I'm really stressed. I'm out of control. It's just a mess. And I come in back to holding to get my shit together. And I see seven COVID PAs just hanging out, mm -hmm. having a great time. Now, I don't, who am I to tell you to get up? Maybe they did work a lot, but they didn't. And that's where the beef comes in. And some jobs, ladies and gentlemen, COVID PAs are making more money than your average production assistant. And here's where it gets messy because. Regular production systems do more work. They do more work. They do more work. <laughs> that's that's just my position. That's where I stand. No offense, Taylor. No, not at all. I mean, coming off a regular PA to this, I'm like, wow. You know, like it's just it's just such a weird world. Like, don't get me started on like the 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 positions in production that I'm like so what do you do and now I'm unfortunately in the world where I have a job where people are thinking what do you do so <laughs> it goes around it's full circle it is just like listen right now I'm in this chair and next week I'll be over there in a different chair or standing up getting you coffee so <laughs> please just listen the podcast is here to eliminate the what do you do we're gonna talk about what we do we be we be doing stuff mm hmm we do stuff, and the reason I just have to say stuff is because it's everything, anything, and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, stick around, guys. We're going to take a quick little break. When I come back, it's going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to have a little, a little support chat, all right? Stay tuned.
back to Martinis Up, a podcast for PAs by PAs. It's your girl Alexis. Um, I will, you can call me the key PA of this podcast. Hello. And I'm here with my lovely, lovely good friend Taylor. Hi, Taylor. Yo, 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 yo. Glad to still be here. So um, over the past couple minutes, we, well, already been a few minutes. We've been talking just about general like PA moments and what it's like to be a PA and comparing different PA jobs. We're gonna switch into a more sad note. And by sad, I just mean, we wanna get deep. All right, everybody? We wanna let you know, this is a safe space. I created this podcast for laughs, for information, but for safety. The safety of when you come on, you could just talk about whatever you feel like is not voiced enough from the little guys. I mean, we are, the foot soldiers we are the forgotten ones we are the leftovers in many ways so welcome to um, probably one of my favorite segments which i'm going to say about all of them the pa support line 911, what's your emergency? So soon, Martinis Up will be a safe space for all PAs everywhere. With that being said, we here at the Martinis Up podcast have decided to start a support group for PAs, a place for them to reveal their misery and their hopes and wisdom for all PAs listening. Each statement will always start with a hello, my name is, and I'm a PA who? The guest on the show, which in this case is just me or Taylor, will always respond with a copy that boss or whoever, whatever your name is. This is a sign to show that we see you, we are listening, unlike your superiors. Um, I'll go first. Hello, my name is Alexis, and I'm a PA who is sick and tired of minimum wage. Copy that. Thank you, boo. How about you, Taylor? Hi, my name is Taylor, and I'm a PA who is tired of stars and talent besmirching my name you know like it's not my fault that you didn't get the privileges and treatment you want that's on you i copy that taylor i hear you and i'm sick of that shit too (laughs) um let's get into it though so i'm gonna start with the minimum wage thing i just think like i cannot go any further into this podcast without adjusting the fact that hello everybody we as production assistants make 15 dollars an hour if you're in the state of Georgia, which is the only other state I've ever worked in, <laughs> you are making 12 an hour. Um, what's going on with that? Why are we not making any money and we're the first ones in and the last ones out? We have the most work to do. I mean, yeah, we're not building any walls or anything. We're not setting up cameras, but we're doing all the stuff you don't want to do, which is a lot of stuff these guys don't want to do. So what the, what the fuck? Where's my money, bitch? I ain't gonna keep asking nice! It also just like becomes that much clearer when you realize how much money is on set. Like the building of these small villages, you know? They just pop up in any little set, any building, any block, and they take over. And it's a whole world. And meanwhile, they're like, okay, well, we have a little bit of money for UPAs. And I, I get it. It's just great to have a foot in the door. But you do really realize. We were just talking about with the cards yesterday. Like, there are big ballers on set. And it becomes all the clearer when you, the PA, are begging for money from them in this weird little raffle game we have almost every week, sometimes bi-weekly. Yeah, I mean, yo, so cards, for those out there that don't know, um, we gamble on set. And I hate to have the podcast where we're, like, we're snitching. We're talking about the fact that there's a lot of gambling that goes on on Fridays. And 
we use cleaning cards to do it. So essentially, there's a production assistant selling cards, either $5 a card, $10 a card, um, to everybody on set, all the departments. You buy a card and yeah, you better hope that they pull your card in the end because then you'll win the whole pot of money. There's a big pot of money and it goes up to a lot. Usually it could be thousands of dollars and you could, it's sometimes winner take all, sometimes it's a first, second, third place, but PAs are the ones selling, so we're very much like Little Orphan Annie just kind of going around like, hey, you got $5, you want cards? because, And we have extra initiative because whatever cards win, thank you, Storm. My cat's here. Storm, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, but whatever cards usually win, those are the cards that we give to the winner, and then the winner usually tips out the person, well, they should, they usually tip out the person who is selling the cards and then from there that person will have money or will put it in a big PA pot or people will buy cards for production assistants and if the production assistant card is pulled we get a big old chunk of money that goes into a fund and at the end of the job we all split it up and we leave with a nice little chunk of change because everybody knows that we make essentially no money at all quite sad right tragic <laughs> thank you but yeah I'm sick of that I think that we do we at least deserve to make a little bit over a minimum wage where a lot of us are super bright super smart we are capable of the job and we're knocking it out of the park we're doing our bosses jobs and I just think it's so unfair and it's just another thing that I'm like this industry is a lot of the times full of shit stranger things spends 30 million dollars an episode I bet you the PAs would still pay 15 an hour this is the truth. Uh, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, truly. Like, maybe if they want to pull a measle, they're like, nah, we're going to give you 17 because we know it's hard. But, I mean, even then, it's like, we're still not paid a decent wage. Meanwhile, the line producers are getting bonuses just for making sure that we eat one raisin a day on set. And... <laughs> And we keep things to a very, very short time, which is great for everybody. But I'm just saying, like, they spend a lot of time cutting corners and stuff for cutting the corners, you know, where it matters and not the PA pockets, which is really sad. I don't like that. But we can move on to, you know, your situation, which seemed a little messy, not gonna lie. So, you know, who you need to put respect on your name, Taylor? What's going on with that? I think it's universal. I do have a story to tell. There's a microphone in my face. But I do think in general, like, sometimes as a PA, you know, you're, like, not as well connected. You're just kind of that person, and that's great, especially as a new PA. And, like, if a plate just randomly falls from the ground and no one had anything to do with it, they're going to say the PA did it. It's just going to be this kind of, like, well, he, you know, we need, you just need a scapegoat, and that's fine. But too often not dissimilar to like you know people just assuming you have answers they're like you can fix things you the random pa i've just met a literal child you 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 know go go do this can you go fix? and it's like there's no way you know i can relay that information but specifically i had an instance where a star a star needed to be walked um truly for maybe five blocks <laughs> and every single step and i mean maybe like four times during it 
The star who referred to themselves in third person said, I should have a car. I don't really know why I don't have a car. Can you tell me why they didn't get me a car? And could you believe it? I couldn't tell them. I actually don't know why they didn't get <laughs> you a car. That's a problem. But it was my thing. And to the point where we got in the room and it was like a stink over me. Boo! You stink! They were just, the, the star was telling people about me. How I should have got them a car. I should have got them there faster. Perhaps I had gotten them lost. I did not get them lost. So I can definitely vouch I was thing. in the room. Very tense. The star, very was, tense. The star was tense. Yeah. The star was very tense and they seemed upset and they seemed to think that, you know, it was probably your fault. It's a pretty cold day and I, I wish I brought my car, you know, audience. <laughs> I do wish I could have driven that star with my car. We would have gone very far. But. So do you overall wish there's just like a better I think it just speaks to communication, which is like probably the thing we talk about the most about PAing outside of this. It's just like, man, there's so many ways that people are like communicating things and so many channels of communication, and it's great. It's really running smoothly. We've been making movies for a long time, but could be a little better, you know? Like in this technological age, couldn't the star and the actual, you know, the person who showed us, couldn't they have been in a group chat? Couldn't they have figured that out? Like. That you person want had the been on star set. and the the showrunner to to coordinate a, a ride. Is that not, again? I'm each so, other. No drivers. No yes, transport Truly, just hit me with the. Can you get me a ride? And so and so will be like, yes. In fact, I have a P card. I will get you an Uber. Like, it doesn't seem like out of the realm of possibilities. But sure enough, it became a thing that a PA should have like had ready. It's too much. It's just too much. It's too much. And what I show it. you're talking about? I don't see that particular showrunner just being like, you know what? But this star <laughs> has been on like three times. Like at this point, like get so-and-so a car. Like just hook it up for them. <laughs> Splurge. But, Spend whoo. the extra money, please. I don't know if you could be paying more than $50 for them cars. For, for like, what, five cars over however many weeks. But that person needed a car. It was truly December. You know, we're th this is getting released in the summer, but imagine a cold day. Yeah, what do you do about that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. What do you tell somebody who wants a ride and it's not your fault they don't have one? I just try to stay very, you know, affable, very like, I totally agree. And uh, I don't know if they believed I was with them, but I tried. That feels like, you know, Listeners, please tell me what I should have done. I'm still thinking about it, if you can't tell. What should I have done? What should you have done? I mean, besides to have a better answer than, eh. <laughs> Did you actually, are you on record shrugging your shoulders when she asked for a better ride? Or I was. Did you just ignore her? No, I fully, at every point, and the person is walking in front of me. I'm. They're turning around every so often to just relay. Also, I should have had a ride. Paint, could you paint the picture that... You're walking this person that's complaining about not having a ride. It's cold. And also people are expecting this person right now. They want to know where you are, what block you're on, what's going on. Even though you're literally giving a minute by minute update, it's not enough. Truly, truly every step I'm getting a text message. And I thought I was in all of the group chats, but <laughs> random new people are messaging me. We need so-and-so right now. And hilariously... This day was a huge day as far as talent. I mean, like, as far as big name people who would get booked on a late night talk show, let's just say, it was like 20 plus people. So there's a lot of talent, but this one in particular, who was, I think, probably one of the last two or three people. Um, and probably not that high up. I and mean, not we're that talking high about up, the list of talent. Girl, the shame. This person was, was pressed. 
and yeah i literally could not focus on walking and walkie talking and texting and making sure we we're going the right way so at some on some level i did i did walk a little too slow or i didn't have the answers about where the car should have been car could have you know so was there a car I don't there was never a car but i think car, yeah. I, i'm officially gaslit to a point where i'm like they could have got a car you know sometimes there's always a car, car people in production yeah. rich people don't walk guys there's always a car actually mother bring guns in their car all the time but you know not for everybody and that's where it starts to get tricky and the politics start to come in and then they're just like you're the lowest paid person here and we only gave you about two percent of the puzzle but you could let them know right that they're not gonna get a ride right mm -hmm. you could do that that's that's surely in your job description welcome welcome to our lives everybody anyways moving on uh we're gonna move on to a different segment it's very exciting stuff it goes to all of my pas out there who have just been working so very very hard Stay tuned after the break, okay? And if everybody had a mama like you, yeah, you know. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Welcome back, everybody, to the Martinis Up podcast, a podcast for PAs by PAs. That's your girl Alexis here and Taylor. Woohoo! <laughs> and we're just we're shooting the shit, everybody. We're talking and. This is the first show, but I'm really liking the conversation, and I just want this to be a place where we can like laugh about the good times, the bad times, and overall pose a lot of questions, because ladies and gentlemen, a lot of things don't make sense. Everybody, they put a bunch of stuff on a sheet, and they make it seem like we're working off of something, but no one knows what they're doing. Anyways, um, so thanks for sticking with us this long, if you're still listening. So Taylor and I have been having so much fun talking 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 but it's time for one of the segments i'm most excited about and it's called pa of the week each week here on the podcast my guest and i will give out a fictional but real in our hearts mm -hmm. award for a pa of the week right in the kitchen we will choose from movies and television and award show moments where we think a pa probably had to do something either really really hard or really really awkward or just plain dangerous and cringy uh this week we're looking at a couple of different things but i'm definitely going to start with taylor you're new to the scene i'm very curious on who you want to award who you think has been giving it their all give me the pa like give me the moment give me the job give me paint the picture baby i want i want you to know and we've discussed but just truly the pa of the week of probably the year someone who's been on my mind for months and is once again just running through my mind is there is probably I'm going to go ahead and say it's one PA. I'm believing in just one sole PA. And that PA, male, female, they, them, non-binary, came into work, was just, you know, running around, doing errands, getting this and that, and just out of the corner of their eye and just a little over their ear, they heard Tom Cruise on an 11, fully berating and yelling at the hardworking crew who were not wearing enough masks, who were not being um, in cadence, who were not vigilant enough about 
the COVID cases. I'm, of course, talking about his very public rant. Was this 2021 or 2020? I mean, Top Gun 2 has been, like... I think this is 2020, 2020. Like, right as we came back that leaked. I just specifically want to know the whistleblower. I believe the person who recorded it and, and you know, made that public to all of us, got it to the internet, you know, TMZs and the E! News, that was a PA. That was that PA. They were, like, sick of it on some level, you know? They were like, I really have been here for merely weeks, and I just can't, I just, you know, Tom Cruise is not going to yell like that. We don't, we don't deserve this, and this needs to be public, and we love a whistleblower. But specifically, that same PA and probably a team of PAs had to really like had to really stick it out right after that awkward rant like you got a bunch of crew members who were not feeling it who probably <laughs> wanted to walk off who wanted to know how long till lunch was in a sassy tone i have the <laughs> utmost respect for the top gun maverick pas who just had to deal with it that day was not fun for so many reasons and what are you gonna do it's tom cruise it's literally the biggest american movie star yelling like you're not gonna you know what I mean? All you can do as a crew, as a bunch of people, is kind of bitch and moan. And I think that's when the PA comes in. That's the person who, you know... For what? You could just kind of have an ear to. Like, you're not going to tell the PA too much, but you're gonna, you are gonna, you want to get that one eye roll off and look at the PA who's going to be, like, equally exasperated. <laughs> We're both on the same level of, like, I can't believe this. I'm getting paid a lot more than you, but I can't believe this. And you go, mm-hmm. Me neither. Tom Cruise is tripping right now. So, yeah. I ain't mad at you, bro. To be clear, for those of you who are just tuning in, PA of the week. Pow! Right in the kitchen! From Taylor is gonna go to the production assistants over on the Top Gun Maverick movie. Simply for being support animals? Supportive to the crew and whistleblowers. Someone out there recorded it and I know it was a PA. I believe that. You think it was a PA? Yes. PA pulled up their phone and was like, I can't believe this. Like, we have the least to lose. So, yeah. Someone trying to Christian Bale me right now. Someone pulled up their phone and was like, absolutely not. Like, it's a whole (laughs) pandemic. I get it. This is like your movie. But, like, bruh, what? First of all, if you was beefing at a wave, you should have been beefing at their wave. Why would you bring this to somebody else's club? Bruh, he, he was really upset. I guess he was just like, and he, I'm working hard to make this. Tom Cruise, how much are you specifically doing, do you think? How much are your assistants doing? And how much is Tom Cruise doing to put together? He does his own stunts. He's Jackie Chan. He fully does his own stunts. But also in a weird way, what he was saying through that rant is that, like, I am American movies. Like, if <laughs> Top Gun gets scrapped, like, not the world would end, but, like, literally, it would be the biggest movie of 2022 not happening. And he's kind of right, guys. We all, we all went out to see it. So, on some level, we said, Tom Cruise, you're not wrong. Hey, y'all. Sorry to interrupt what I can only presume is an excellent podcast so far. But I wanted to clear up a teensy tiny mistake we made regarding our PA of the Week award. Our POW award this week will not be going to the PAs over on the Top Gun Maverick movie set. You guys do deserve awards for dealing with Tom Cruise, just not from us this week. Sorry about that. Our POW award actually will go to the PAs over on the Mission Impossible 3 or 4 or 74 movie. You know the one. This award goes to you guys. Y'all had to hear the rant, so you're taking home the trophy this week. On behalf of the Martinis Up podcast, we can't promise it won't happen again, but in the meantime, enjoy your award. POW right in the kitchen! And now, back to your regularly scheduled program that was scheduled by me. Yep. Shout out to Tommy. I mean, I would have just been kind of, 
it's a laughing moment, but then it's a set. Someone got fired. Tom Cruise is not just screaming mm -hmm. for nothing. Like, he's got to get his nut off in some way after that rant. Someone had to go. Even if it was just, I mean, you think a production assistant probably get lost, <laughs> lost his job that day? Just the COVID who team. had their mask off? What? <laughs> Transpo guys. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, okay, I guess that's on me. So my PA of the week, all right, Nakisha, is gonna go to. I guess I'm gonna keep it in the same family as the COVID because what a wild time, ladies and gentlemen, where billion-dollar conglomerates who are in for some reason involved in television and film decided we're losing money. By the minute, people, we got to figure something out for eight months. And I don't know. I was at home thinking, this is it for the film industry. I'm going to lose. We're never going back to work. But sure enough, these big hats up in production decided we're getting back into the shit. And we're going to do it during a global pandemic. It's going to happen. People need another season of Tiger King, and we're bringing it to them. So I would like to give my award to... Pretty much every production assistant who came back to work, we're no nurses, we're not on the front lines or anything, but we're on the front lines of actors who don't want to wear a mask. So shout out to all my first team specifically, or actually any PA, specifically my first team PAs, who just have to sit around dealing with actors who don't want to wear a mask and are just the admin on it. It doesn't matter how many people, there are people in your ear all day asking you to please tell that actor please put their mask on please and you are just sick to death there's nothing else you can do you've tried it all you're gonna get yourself fired um quick little story time about that i worked on a very interesting show about some beautiful women and let's just say we had a mask problem on that show with a particular person a particular actor and she just refused. She wasn't. She was not a fan. She she thought she was being manipulated, and she complained to everybody involved. And I would actually like to give her her props. She made everybody's life a living hell. But I want to give her her props for not really taking it to the production assistants that often. Like this girl, she took it to the higher up. She took it to the producers, hmm. the showrunners, the writers. Everybody had to know that she had a problem with this, and somebody was gonna fix it. And once they told her, listen, it's it's 2020, you know, we didn't even make it into 2021 yet. If you could just, until we could get a vaccine or something, if you could just please keep your mask on, that would really make everybody around you super duper comfortable, if that's okay. And them refusing to do that is just really pure comedy. But uh, yeah, when they finally came around to wanting to put a mask on, it was this like paper thin see-through mask. That was almost like a joke, but it was like, I'm wearing my mask. <laughs> and yeah, shout out to my my very good friend who had to be the first team PA on that. And I'm pretty, she probably got COVID. I mean, no one really cared because she's just a production assistant. And it's like, back then, I don't even think they were paying us to, if you got COVID, you were just out for two weeks. So I think it was just a sad state. So shout out to all my production assistants who had to deal with, you know, the Tom Cruises of the world and the other actors who are not big enough to quite say their name, name drop it, but like, you know, they got talent. 
just deciding that COVID is not a real thing and that this was just designed to keep people in the house because of the 5G rays and stuff. That has been PA of the week. Oh, right in the kitchen. Shout out to those PAs out there. Hopefully you're listening and you enjoy your award. It's coming in the mail. We're gonna start winding down the show. I would really like to close out the show talking about something other than film. Can you believe that, Taylor? I'm shocked, but we do. We talk about other things. We talk about other stuff, but welcome to my last segment of the show and my one of my favorites. I'm just going to go on a quick little rant, and then me and Taylor are going to discuss what I've just said. Welcome to, can we talk about music for a second? So we're about to close things up here, but before we do, I'm aware there will be a certain level of shit talking on this show, and that's fine. Our industry is flawed, and they really need to learn to treat and value production assistants better. Like, we do a really good job, and we're there longer than everyone else. We work really, really hard. We're doing all the shit you don't want to. We should be valued better, but whatever. We may not necessarily be the brains of the operation, but we certainly are, like, on the ground floor doing the damn thing to make the thing come to... We, like... We're like the jar that holds the brain. Like Mojo Jojo's brain jar. Thus the Powerpuff Girls were born. Anyways, <laughs> cool film sets just wouldn't be quite efficient without us. And that's why I created the show with all seriousness so that we can have a space to uh, air our grievances, laugh with each other, and just like talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and inform everybody out there that I know you love Steven Spielberg. I know you think he's doing all the jobs. He's holding the camera himself, but I hate to break it to you, he's not. He actually can't operate without at least two cups of vegan espresso or some bullshit like that. I just want to break the fourth wall. Um, but with that being said, we're going to talk a lot of crap. It's going to be some sad stuff, but I don't want to end it on a bad note. I love our industry. I love the job that I do and I know a lot of us are grateful to be here because there's a lot of hoes out there that's working really hard and they're not making any progress so everybody who's in the field of like film and television you should be happy you should be proud of yourself even if you are getting asked about toilet paper at four in the morning everybody says who does he think he is I just told you who I thought I was a god I just told you so I decided to end things on a good note um yeah, we're going to talk about something that we in the film industry could laugh about for a minute. And we're going to talk about someone else's industry, okay? Without further ado. Can we talk about the music industry for a second? It's a vile and gross industry based on shallowness and sexual manipulation. The music industry is out of control. I know we have some pretty creepy guys in the top of Hollywood, but what about the fucking music industry? Yes, Harvey Weinstein will assault you. He'll ruin your career. And he'll make you seem like the slut of the situation. That's gross. I don't know what that is. I don't want to be involved. But what about the music boys aggressively abusing women in their videos or top music execs signing people to these 360 deals and like mind controlling them to do TikToks for the rest of their life? That's pretty despicable. Now, let's talk about that. So can we talk about R. Kelly specifically for a sec? I mean, he was signed to a major label, many of them, I'm sure, for a long time. He was able to make a lot, a lot of money selling music while also having a sex ring of underage women. What? How stupid would I be to do that? I didn't say you That's were holding- That's stupid, guys! Where he basically had a lot of 14-year-olds under mind control. I didn't do this stuff! He groomed a lot of them, 
had sex with a lot of them. It gets really gross, very nasty. Please use Google if you haven't heard of R. Kelly. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Um, music heads, how y'all let that happen? What's going on over there? Can anybody attest to what, how we let that man run around rampant for a long time and y'all was still like, but bump and grind can't possibly be about a teenager. I'm still gonna play that to lose my virginity. And you ain't gonna tell me otherwise. I don't know, it's something about that song that just make you wanna get up and bust a motherfucking move. You have anything to say about the music industry, Taylor? I know that was a rant, but I just had to get that off my chest because what the fuck is going on with the music industry? I think the only thing I can add to that is like people in the music industry can have such long careers and be such abusers in a way that's way more open secrety than compared to like a Kevin Spacey or a Harvey Weinstein doing these things, Bill Cosby, that are kind of like public knowledge but are just buried in such a different way. And I think it's because in the music industry, that talent feels all the more um, like, there's never gonna be another R. Kelly. You know, we've got a lot of R&B people who are doing great stuff, who I absolutely love. But like in our lifetime, someone's not gonna go from like working with Aaliyah, the most up and coming new star in one in the same genre that they're doing, and then give you and I believe I could fly, and then stay around for like 20 more years, like <laughs> just unparalleled. I, it makes all the more sense, you know, in the surviving R. Kelly doc that like all of this is happening when his career starts waning. So. I don't know, I think a part of it is just like, when you're like, made and you can sing and dancing is maybe a part of it, they don't really wanna get you out of the paint. After 12 Steps, Step in the Name of Love, Chocolate Factory, Ignition, whatever, like, R. Kelly is ingratiated into like, children's graduation ceremonies, into a lot of like, bedroom playlists, the like- The cookout. The cookout playlists, like- The marriage ceremonies. It's just it's... so different than to be like, I'm just never gonna watch a Kevin Spacey movie again. You know, I think that's You're a right. certain level of like, we've we've built life and memories around, um, I don't even know who's as problematic as R. Kelly, but you know, like it's just, it's, it's difficult. It's different to cut music out of your life. You're lucky she even performed for you bastards! Leave Billy alone! Being a production assistant is hard and it's awkward and it's grueling hours, but you get community, you get friends like Taylor, or you get friends like myself, and you get to like hang out on a cool podcast and talk about your day. Yeah, I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it at all. <laughs> well, uh, that's our show, everybody. Uh, that was so much fun. This is like the first time I'm going to try to attempt this. I know it's a little rough around the edges, but we will try to make it better over time. I want to give a huge, 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 huge thank you to my guest, Taylor, for coming on the first ever episode of Martini's Up Podcast. I mean, you're in the fucking history books. Truly, anytime. Call me. I live right down the road. You know this. Yeah, I, I actually do know that. If you enjoyed the show, you can look forward to new guests, new topics, and more relatable content from your favorite PAs, everybody. I've been your master of ceremonies, Alexis, and I'm out of here. Bye. Good night, Channel One. Bye. Bye.